Welcome, everyone, to the newest Discover Strength Podcast mini-series, where we'll be focusing on 12 things we think are essential for getting better results from your workouts in less time. Join us as we go deeper on each topic in a format that's perfect for sharing and broadening your own knowledge. Thanks for joining us, and please enjoy this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our mini-series focusing on things you should know to improve your strength training workouts. I'm joined once again uh, by David Gerschneider from Discover Strength, our Vice President of Operations, and an exercise physiologist at Discover Strength. Dave, what are we talking about today, and why is it important for people to know? Yeah, today's topic is really around what is the benefit of strength training when it comes to reducing the likelihood rehabbing from and preparing for inevitable injury that are going to happen over the course of your life, right? So what effect is and what role does strength training play in all of those aspects of injury? So you may not be injured. How is it going to be helpful? You may be in the thick of an injury. How is it going to be helpful? And then how can we help prevent uh, future ones in the, uh, after you come back from a significant injury as well? So why don't we just start from the top there, Dave, then I'm not injured. I come into a Discover Strength or any place, maybe it's any gym, um, and I want to start training. How is strength training going to help me prevent injuries in the future? Yeah, so provided that you're strength training in a safe way, I think that's the key. Everything you're doing in the weight room should be basically making you a more resilient individual. And if you are getting injured in the weight room, it is doing the exact opposite of what exercise is supposed to do, which is increase physical function. If you're getting hurt, you're, you're doing your exercise incorrectly. Um, so I just want to start with that, that the, the protocol that you're using or the methodology that you're using has to be safe first and foremost. Um, but then from there, we know that strength training is going to improve obviously the quality of your muscle, but it's also going to improve the thickness and stiffness of tendons and ligaments and make those less likely to be injured. It's going to increase your bone mineral density. So if you fall, you're less likely to break a bone. So for a multitude of reasons, from a soft tissue to a bone perspective, you're going to be preventing injury from happening should something uh, happen on a a day-to-day basis. Okay. So before we move on to I'm injured and I want to potentially strength train, I'm not really sure about that. Let's just quickly define safety for our listeners. What does a safe exercise routine look like? Just big picture. Yeah. So big picture, first and foremost, is you're never using rapid speed of movement because that exposes your connective tissue, tendons, ligaments, muscle uh, to excessively high forces. Um, So we want to make sure that you're moving weights in a slow and controlled fashion for the majority of the working set. And there are some techniques you can have to kind of elevate intensity toward the end of the set where you might think explosively or aggressively when you're really, really, really fatigued because we know you're not actually going to move the weight quickly. Um, But once again, generally speaking, the whole workout should look like you're moving the weight in a slow and controlled fashion. I'd say it's the biggest way to mitigate injury during the actual workout. Yeah, I love that. That's exactly what I was looking for. Okay, so I'm a runner. Um, Like many of the runners we have at Discover Strength, I am not a runner, by the way, just for this example. Uh, I twisted my ankle or I hurt my hip running um, and I'm trying to prepare for a marathon that's coming up at the end of the year. 
should I just stop strength training altogether? What is the best option for me? Let's just use a specific example. Let's say I hurt my knee um, and I'm just worried about injuring it further with strength training. What would you tell someone like that? Yeah, and regardless of if this was an athlete or not, I would never suggest that somebody stop strength training or stop exercising because inactivity is going to be the fastest way for you to start to lose muscle tissue and actually exacerbate dysfunction. You're going to be more dysfunctional and have worse physical function if you just stop exercising. Um, we've talked about in previous podcasts this idea of contralateral benefits of strength training where if you train your healthy limb, it will help prevent muscle loss in the other limb and help you bounce back from injury more quickly. So I would train everything and work around whatever joint is injured. So if I can still perform muscle action at the hip, meaning hip abduction, hip adduction, hip extension, and still work the musculature, the glutes, and the inner thighs, I would do that and just not do a knee articulation exercise for, let's just say it's the right knee. And then I can still do some knee articulation work with, with my left leg. Um, but that's going to help me prevent atrophy and further dysfunction and disuse down the road, regardless of if I'm a marathoner or if I'm my mom who isn't really doing an activity, but she generally wants to function well and play with her grandkids, garden, et cetera. Yeah. And I think that contralateral training benefit is, is just so often underutilized, but something we see a lot um, just personally when one of us might get injured in, in some sort of activities outside of work or just with clients we see on a regular basis. Um, you know, I'm thinking of a particular example. I've got a, a gentleman that trains at our Woodbury location with me and he uh, has had both knees replaced uh, surgeries on him. Uh, I think he's had some hip issues too, ankle issues. He continued to train throughout the course of all of those injuries. And we were doing just, you know, upper body for months at a time. And he saw significant um, improvements and the ability to bounce back in his PT from all of those injuries, even though he wasn't training his legs barely at all. There was a couple exercises we could do some hip add and abduction, like you mentioned there. But for the most part, it was all upper body. And he uh, was all the better for it, trying to come back from those injuries because he was continuing to strength train. So, so many Im important points there. Um, that's, that's not a, like an isolated anecdote either. Like I can think of a dozen people that either going into surgery um, or going into surgery and coming out of surgery, their PT or their surgeon were utterly shocked by the recovery that they had. And I mean, they will chalk it up to their strength training and I know I'm biased, but their strength training was integral in their ability to bounce back from those injuries. Somebody having a meniscus tear and being able to get back out and, and do some organized exercise, biking, things like that in a relatively quick period of time. Um, a lot of it has to do with they're coming in strong to their surgery. They take the necessary rest, but then they're getting back to it at the level that they can as soon as possible. So what if somebody is getting injured from strength training? Maybe they're not training with some of the principles we had talked about. What is this typically a sign of? Um, what are some warning signs uh, of things that you may be doing if you find that you are getting injured from whatever the workout routine is that you're doing on a regular basis? Um, you know, I'm not sure how to answer that question. I mean, I feel like I would fire the trainer that I'm working with. Um, I'm probably doing dumb exercise in a box where they're telling me to throw a barbell around and it doesn't have to be a barbell, but you know, I'm throwing some weight around. Uh, the tool doesn't necessarily matter. If you use it in a dumb way, you're going to end up hurting yourself. Um, so 
to me, it's just, I just would look at the methodology that I'm doing. If I'm working with a trainer and I'm getting hurt with them, I would probably fire that trainer and go find somewhere else to exercise. Um, and I would maybe look at what I'm doing and say, is this actually sport? Am I doing this for sport and not actually for exercise? Cause there's definitely people that are like, look, I basically want to be a CrossFit athlete and I am okay with all these injuries because I am in pursuit of this athletic endeavor, which is not exercise. Exercise once again, is to improve your physical function and your, uh, your physiology. And you know, sometimes that doesn't happen if you're performing a sport, which is okay. Um, so that'd be maybe the other thing I would look at is, am I actually doing this for more of a sport reason than I am for truly exercise? Gotcha. And I think that's an important distinction as well. So I've come back from my injury now. I've been training throughout the course of it. How do I know when I've recovered properly? What do I need to be uh, keeping track of? How do I actually know that I'm back to 100% functionality uh, post-injury, whatever the, that injury might be? Well, for us, it'll be based off of the weight and range of motion that you're able to work through compared to before, right? We'll know if, if we had to adjust your range of motion, if we had to adjust your weight, um, we'll be able to tell you when you've been able to get back to that same level of weights and range of motion that you're at before. Um, some of the functional aspects that you talk about, I mean, I would say that those are highly functional in terms of the exercises that uh, people are doing with us. But there may be some other tests that they would do at the physical therapy clinic and a follow-up that would tell them um, what level of function that the person's at. But for us, it's largely, are you back to full range of motion? Are you back to the full weight you were doing before this injury? And, you know, sometimes there is something that's just going to be a chronic issue. And we just want to get as strong as we possibly can in our new normal. Um, and, and that may be the case as well. And that's okay. But we want you to be as resilient and as strong as possible in whatever that new normal is. Yeah, I love that. And uh, again, this is just why tracking uh, your workouts is so important. Yeah. Um, whether it's in a, a workout logbook, if you use something like Strength Portal, if you use whatever app might be out there, um, just make sure that you're tracking over the long term so that you can see when you do, for most of us, inevitably have an injury, um, you can see, hey, where was I actually at before this happened? And then you can know when you're back uh, to 100%. Let's, let's just talk briefly here. Uh, to finish up about some few a few major injury sites, things that people might be hesitant about when they come in, and then how would you maybe approach these things? So the two that come to mind right away for me are going to be somebody with low back pain um, and then somebody with knee pain. So starting with low back pain, what would you say about strength training with low back pain? Should you do it? Is it safe? And if so, why and how is it safe? Yeah, so in both of those cases, you should absolutely be doing strength training to build your strength back up and to prevent future dysfunction of that joints in that area. Um, there's a couple contraindications uh, that you may need to be aware of. So like, uh, for example, with low back, if you have a herniated disc that precludes you from a few of the strengthening exercises that we might do with you. Um, so little considerations like that may affect the actual intervention itself. But nonetheless, we should be trying to find ways for us to still train those areas so that the integrity of the joint or the integrity of that body section uh, is increased to prevent future injury from happening. And then just reduce the overall symptoms that you're feeling. We know that if all the surrounding musculature around your knee is stronger, the integrity of that ligament and those tendons is inevitably increased. There may still be a little bit of dysfunction or pain, but hopefully by strengthening it, we've now reduced that pain drastically. And 
overwhelmingly, 80% of the time, strengthening that area dissipates the, the issue that the person was having or, or they see alleviation of pain. Yeah, with with the legs, specifically with the knees, um, when people have some sort of post-op procedure, maybe they've had an ACL, MCL tear, whatever it is, we tend to see a lot of hesitation, maybe even more so than with low back pain, of people doing something like a leg extension. Uh, specifically at Discover Strength, we use the MedEx leg extension in almost all of our facilities. Why is something like that so important uh, to add into your workout routine as either a recovery modality or as something to prepare you um, if you are a distance athlete or whatever it might be, your life happens and you inevitably hurt your knee in the long term. Why would something like a knee extension be so important? Yeah, so a knee extension uh, isolates the musculature of the quadriceps and the quads, specifically the vastus medialis uh, that's involved with the top quarter of the range of motion on leg extension is a muscle that is essential for the health of the knee. Okay, so it's that last like quarter or last uh, like 18 degrees of range of motion um, is essential for knee stability. And if you don't use a leg extension, it's really hard to isolate or to train the vastus medialis. Just most other exercises don't work it through the proper range of motion to get enough innervation of the vastus uh, medialis. And this is especially important for females. So females... Um, have this thing called Q angle. So it's the inward angle from the hip to the knee due to having wider hips and narrower foot placement. So this leads to a lot of knee um, knee injuries and just knee uh, pain and dysfunction for females compared to, uh, compared to males. And so it's especially important for females because they're at a higher risk of hurting their knee or having some knee issues with uh, this Q angle. Yeah, so I, I think the big big takeaway, big points here. And uh, please add anything if I miss anything is, you know, if you're not injured, you're probably doing something right, at least for the most part, right? But the way we stay uh, uninjured is by continuing to train safely. We need to make sure that we're moving slowly without momentum, um, hopefully training to or close to momentary failure. Um, so we're getting the most out of each exercise in a safe manner. We don't want to be swinging weights around. If we are injured or getting injured from our workouts, we're probably doing something pretty drastically wrong. If we got injured outside of our workouts, it's super important uh, to continue to strength train to make sure that we're not going to see any long-term decreases in other parts of our body and strength. And then finally, when we're coming back from those injuries, when we've recovered, how do we make sure that we're, we're back to 100%? Well, that's where tracking comes in, right? And we definitely shouldn't avoid those areas that we're all very sensitive to, assuming we don't have uh, a huge amount of contraindications um, because strength training those areas is just going to make you more resilient. It's going to make you feel better. Uh, and in a lot of cases, it's going to relieve some of that pain and discomfort that you've had uh, in those those troublesome areas. Anything else I missed there, Dave? Anything else to, to share with our listeners? No, no, it's spot on. And you know, it's it's understandable why people wouldn't want to train or stop training or take a break when when they're injured. Uh, but ultimately, it, it ends up causing more harm than good most of the time and ends up being a decision that can lead to, to greater dysfunction, which I know is not ultimately the goal. So, um, you know, to the extent that we can help clients understand this and help people understand that it's still really important, it's going to help them um, be more resilient and, and have fewer injuries ultimately. Perfect. And if that's not the goal of strength training, I don't know what is. So thanks everyone again for joining us. We'll see you all again soon. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Logan.